This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Hey, it's Rebecca. And today on the show, we have business owners, Kendall Lockwood and Casey Whitley, who founded a beverage called Adult Spring Break. Y'all, these cocktails are ridiculous but I also just love a good founder story. And so Kendall and Casey are here to tell their story and how this business came to be, what they're excited about in the future and how to overcome some of the shit that happens when you start something big. Here we go. Kendall, Casey, I'm so glad you're here. You have a new product, a new business that I couldn't be more excited about because I feel like it was made for me. It was absolutely. Was. <laughs> In fact, I have some here on right here on the podcast live. We're going to taste adult spring break. Absolutely love it. You're doing it right. Nobody uh, needs to know it's 1045 a.m. or 11 or whatever time it is, you know, all in the name of good, just serving my podcast guests. So tell us about what this is, how it came to be like, just give us kind of the rundown. So Adult Spring Break is a passion project and now trying to be our predominant business. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. I am a nationally, Kendall, sorry, I'm a nationally award-winning bartender and I make a mean cocktail and I really love the creative side of cocktails. Casey and I are best friends and we were clearly drinking quite a bit during the pandemic and everyone was, yep. that, that drinks. It was a strategy. <laughs> And we uh, lived half a mile down the road from each other and we were drinking all of these ready to drink cocktails just, and even though I make a mean cocktail, we were avoiding grocery stores and not going and getting fresh ingredients. And I was working like seven shifts, six days a week, trying to keep my restaurants open. And we were walking down the street outside one day in fresh air. Mm -hmm. And Casey was like, Kendall, you make all of these really amazing cocktails and you batch them at work. She goes, all of these ready-to-drink cocktails we're buying and trying are just like subpar or too sweet or malt liquor, or they make you feel bad. And let's be really honest about our age group, okay? Like, you can't have things that aren't quality because it makes you feel terrible the Nobody next day. Nobody has time for that now. No, I'm hung over for two days if I'm hungover. Yeah, that's exactly what I got excited about because while I'm a fan of adult spring break, multi-day music festivals, drink, have fun... I'm bougie and I'm healthy as well as being fun. So all of those have to go together. And I was like, oh, I feel like they get me. Yeah, we kept well, that top of mind. Thank yes. you. That was definitely <laughs> like you created it for ourselves. for ourselves. But then we were like, there's so many people that feel the same way. Yeah. Um, and so Casey really was the catalyst for this. Um, she was like, you make amazing cocktails. Why don't we do this? And before the pandemic hit, we were actually looking to go into business together anyway with like a, a, a I don't know, a building concept. Like, yeah, a brick and mortar concept that yeah. it would have worked great before the pandemic. And thank God it didn't work out because it would have <laughs> failed immediately because of the pandemic. Yes. I think that one of those things like it happens for a reason. And, you know, this landed in our lap. It, I mean, it was just an incredibly easy segue into a business. These conversations that we had, the time we were spending together. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like the 
couple weeks later, we formed an LLC and started developing and it took us about a year and a half, but we got on shelves December 23rd of 2021. Yeah. And yeah. That was, we sold out of all the product that told, it was a total wine. We were at total wine in Nora. That's where I bought these. And there we, we love them in general, but, um, we told them to buy a lot of product because we were going to sell a ton of it. And we sold it out. We had a three hour tasting schedule. We sold out of everything in 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. That's like a Taylor Swift moment. Right? No, it was a very proud moment after a really rough start who every speed bump we could yeah have every hit, speed bump sure every everything that could have gone wrong went wrong like up to the hour before the tasting we were overcoming obstacles we still are but it's just like that's what makes it worth it you're like okay i do have a good product like yeah people are loving it but they're selling out of it but and i think for best friends which i know we'll probably talk about our relationship as friends you know moving forward but i think the biggest challenge with best friends is like how do you, can you work together? Can you own a business together? Can you go through these insane obstacles that we've gone through and still be friends and still have a business? And the truth is, is I feel like, and I don't think I'm speaking for just myself here. I know I'm not, but like, I feel like it's just made us stronger and closer. And like it, it's truly been like the most beautiful marriage of business and friendship that I've ever had the pleasure of seeing and being involved in. And I have you know, two other brick and mortars with a business partner who's also wonderful, but like, there's just a harmony with Casey and I that I think people dream of having in a, in a business relationship or a partnership. Yeah. It's been a great experience. I love that. And what I heard from you that ties into the book I wrote and the work that I do with clients is we all have unique gifts, talents, and abilities. And if we can bring those into, when we bring those into our work, it gives us this sense of thriving and satisfaction, but they're meant to be complementary. So your gifts and talents, Kendall, is different than yours, Casey. So Casey, you with with the whole event gathering, what do people that's that was your thought? It was like this this could be a beautiful thing. Like people want to come and be a part of this. And Kendall, I gotta tell you, Ball and Biscuit is my favorite place in the world, and your cocktails are like ridiculous. Um, so I love, <laughs> I love that you've brought these two things together in a way that you said we can kind of solve a problem or create an opportunity for a particular demographic. And that's exactly what you've done. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I think, but you know, the entire idea behind what we created is, is to create a cocktail that is truly tastes like Emil made it for you behind the bar. The ingredients are all natural. They're all premium spirits. They're not going to give you that first taste hangover or that um, chemical, you know, that chemical hangover that oftentimes you can identify right away when you try something new. I know I can. And and I know I have like a more trained palate to do so, but I'm, when you say you're bougie, like I'm the bougie. Oh, you've got to be the worst kind of bougie when it comes to cocktails. But I'm also like, I'm not a person that would go to a restaurant and dog anybody either. Like I know that if I look at the menu and it's something I don't want, I'm typically like a wine or beer or like, you know, like vodka soda or tequila soda drink, or like, I'm not going to knock anybody. And I'm certainly not going to be disrespectful to someone's program, but like, I can get excited about a cocktail I order. And then if it's not balanced, I'm kind of like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to feel bad. I feel disappointed. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So I just had my first sip. 
it's literally like you either you made it at the bar or I made it at my it's so fresh so I'm I'm tasting the cucumber basil lime because rumor has it that's the current bestseller it tastes like fresh cucumber and basil and I like crazy I mean this is one of the things I think that sets us apart is that we are using real cucumber real basil you know it's not fake and sometimes those flavors are really hard to get right when they're not natural we're very um stern about making sure that everything tasted fresh and natural and we love it we call it spa water it does taste like spa water (gasps) I love that people ask us all the time like what's the calorie content like what's you know how much sugar is in here and we don't have that exact count but what I can tell you is think about drinking like a high noon or a white claw which not knocking by any stretch but you're drinking 12 ounces of liquid right we're in a suggested four to five ounce pour and they're all natural, no artificial flavors, colors, or sugars. And your body knows how to process natural things. It doesn't know how to process artificial sweeteners. And I understand for some people that have like, you know, health issues and have to do artificial sweeteners, like they're diabetic or things like that. And that's sometimes required yeah. for them. That's a different story. But for people that are calorie counting or they're worried about what they're putting in their bodies, it's so much better for you to put in fresh lemon, fresh lime, you know, premium spirits if you're going to have alcohol, um, natural sugars, because your body knows how to process natural sugars. So you're doing, our cocktails range from 7.7 to 26.6% ABV. Mm. So you're looking at like a high noon or a white claw, which is 4 to 4.5%. Um, and ours are double that or more. And you're doing less than half the ounces. So you don't have to drink as much and it's better for you. Yeah. And you're right. At a certain, when I hit my forties, drinking took on a whole different thing. Like I, I, what I drank mattered, like when I drank mattered and we're just more cognizant of how we feel and what we put in our bodies. And I don't want to feel like shit just to go have a good time. So I'm very careful about clean. And so this is amazing. I'm going to try the bourbon next. Me and bourbon are friends. Um, And so I love the idea that this is, I don't have to stand there and make like a bourbon cocktail. I can take this with me somewhere and it's convenient and easy. Yeah. So this one thinks spiced brown sugar, old fashioned. So you're getting a four year age bourbon. And this one is a little bit higher price point than our other cocktails all the other ones are line price but it's because of the quality of bourbon and we all know bourbon is so hard to find mm-hmm. and it's expensive and so we didn't want to sacrifice the quality of spirit because we wanted to have the same price for everything and bourbon drinkers if somebody's going to look at all of the choices that you have which you have rum cocktails vodka cocktails bourbon and gin if you're looking across those bottles if you're a bourbon drinker like i am i'd I, I want it to be a good quality bourbon. Bourbon drinkers want good quality bourbon. Don't put cheap shit in there just to call it bourbon. That would not make me happy. So I I love that you thought of me when you made it. We certainly did. You're the only person in mind. Yep. Thank you. You make a great point too about how you can take that with you. Like Kendall obviously is an expert in her craft and she can make a mean drink. I could probably make a mean drink if I wanted to, but I'm not that type of person that's going to stock my house with everything I need to make an old fashioned. You know what I mean? So this solves a problem for me and for a lot of people who love a craft cocktail and don't want to, they don't want to do the work for it. Or it just never tastes quite the same, you know, when you make it yourself as it does when your favorite bartender makes it. (laughs) 
this is ridiculous. <laughs> that one, we've sat around many a bonfire in her backyard and just sipped over ice with like a blanket. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm going to just try to reel that in because it's so good. Uh, you talked about while you had this sellout experience, it wasn't because of lack of challenges and lack of just uh, everything that went wrong. And I don't know a single business owner or even just anybody trying to do big stuff within a business that doesn't just battle it. And I believe a lot of it is spiritual warfare. When you're trying to put good into the world and you care about people, it's going to have some fight or whatever you want to call it. But that shit is real. How did you navigate all of the barriers and all the challenges as you were getting to this place? We cried a lot. We cried a lot. I think we're both like both in different aspects of our lives, incredibly stubborn people <laughs> who refuse to lose. Yes. So we 100%. just, every time it would be so interesting because we had a million different challenges and like one that would really cause me to be reactive, she was the opposite. Mm -hmm. And if she was really reactive, I was a lot of times the opposite. And and not when I say reactive, I don't mean like, you know, off the rails. I just mean like it, it made me, I can think of myself being more emotional in certain times mm -hmm. in situations where she was like, look, this sucks, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> and we're going to get through it. We, and I think we kind of, that's another reason why our relationship, you know, personally and professionally works really well together because we can be the calm in the storm for each other. Definitely. You know, but we, the, the yeah. things that seemed catastrophic to me certainly were like not as catastrophic in your brain at all and vice versa. Like I, I definitely, there were so many moments like, oh my goodness, when we were launching the first run of everything, none of our labels went on the bottles smooth. None of them. Like in the packaging like, plant. Yeah, we're at the final phase. We're like, we're finally bottling. Everything else has been so like, we can't get this. We can't get that. Shipping our product, like getting um, like our base spirits shipped to our co-packer was, you know, timing just from the pandemic. Everything was behind and if it came, we're on a boat. It was like sitting on a boat in a shipping container for months. And we were like, how are we supposed to launch when we wanted to launch right before the holidays? And we didn't get on shelves till December 23rd because of all of these delays. But the biggest one was like, we were in Iowa and our co-packer and these labels, like we were like, we're at the final phase. This is great. Everything's awesome. And then they go to start putting the labels on all of our bottles and none of them laid flat. No, they were like crinkling. By the way, we don't have backup labels, right? So we've paid thousands of dollars. I was going to say, and you don't get that money back once they're on crooked. That's sunk. So we were watching this happen in real time and we were just <laughs> freaking out. You literally were there watching it happen on the bottles. That's so cruel. It was should have been very exciting. Been exciting. We had our phones out. We were like taking all this behind the scenes footage. It just started happening. We were like, oh God, no. like, this isn't right. I literally just have that feeling in my stomach of what what the hell just happened? That I can't imagine. Running a running a race and getting to the final stretch and seeing the finish line and tripping. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was like, what else? Yeah, really. I think finally, like we cried, we were emotional, we were kind of angry. And then I think like, finally, we were like, what else? Yeah. Like, what else? Let's go. come at me. Bring it. Well, we're ready. You know, I've come to appreciate now that kind of struggle, because to me, if you're not having some of those struggles, it's 
not as big as you thought it was. Like the bigger it's going to be, the more fight that's in it I have found. So now when I feel the struggles coming on, I'm like, oh, this one's good. <laughs> this this program's good because it's getting fought. <laughs> I also think at that point, like we just had hit so many speed bumps, as I like to call them, that like, I like, yes, we were upset and it was like one thing, but there were so many other things that we overcame. And I was like, it'll be fine. Like, it'll be fine because like, it has to be fine. And everything else has been fine. Even if it wasn't fine, we made it work. And it's just knowing that like, you have a partner that's like, gonna build you up and you're gonna build them up even in times where it feels like you're just like, bring it on. Like, Mm -hmm. like what else could possibly, what else can we say, but bring it on. Yeah. I will say too, like, as much of a headache as we've had at times, I, I think it's made us better at dealing with obstacles mm-hmm. because we've got so many now that now we're not just like immediately panicked. We're like, okay, what do we do about this? Like, this is very bad, but we immediately go into problem solving mode as opposed to sitting there and just freaking it out for, you know, hours on end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're stronger that way. I love that you're even complimentary in what what gets you right that's that's a beautiful partnership that you can settle the other one down and be like we're good everything's fine it's gonna work out that's that's amazing i miss that part of being on a team i think about growing my business for the sheer opportunity to bring on more people to have the opportunity to have those conversations i would never do this by myself but if i had tried i probably would have bowed out long ago because I didn't have someone in my corner saying like, you can do this. We're going to get through this. Well, you vice, know. vice versa. I mean, I think that where you said, you know, we're both people that just don't quit and we don't, I don't want to say we don't take no for an answer, but if we want something, we really don't take no for an answer. Yeah. Like she is so strategy focused and she's so like numbers and spreadsheet and planning focused yes. us for background. Um, and I'm so much the creative side. And of course, like I have the experience in business with like spreadsheets and all that stuff. But while I've been, you know, still trying to keep babies open and, you know, making sure ball and biscuits survive the pandemic, which we have, and we appreciate the community so much for backing us and supporting them as much as they have, you know, there's still obstacles and hurdles and I'm still managing and running two full-time businesses while, you know, Casey's still doing contract event work and, you know, she's, she's really picked up the pieces in times and places where I didn't have the time. And so I just, I'm so appreciative that we've been able to get to where we are so far with adult spring break, just solely because Casey has taken on a lot of like the admin workload. And I know she really likes it. And this is something we agreed to as a partner. Yeah. But the truth is, is like, there's a lot of give and take in such a really harmonious way. Um, and there's so much appreciation for each other. If you haven't already, no- haven't already mm-hmm. noticed, this isn't like forced. This isn't like, oh, we're on a podcast. So we're going to, you know, just be really nice. <laughs> like my fiance and her husband are like, can you guys not hang out today? She goes on vacation with her husband and I go on vacations with my fiance. And we're like, are you coming home? <laughs> I love that. And you, that model, so the book I wrote, uh, Write Your Own Story, the subtitle is The Three Keys to Rise and Thrive as a Badass Career Woman, and it's story, money, and rhythm. And the idea is you could have a great story, like what you want to do, how you want to accomplish it, who you are, how you're going to serve your customers. That's the human to human aspect. 
but you better know your money-making model. Even if you're working for somebody else, know how you add value to the top line and the bottom line. So the complementary nature of you two to be able to run that money-making model with that level of scrutiny that it requires, especially as you're getting kicked off, is how you create rhythm because one without the other is not going to work. So you guys really are a model partnership in, in every way. Thank you for saying that. We, I mean, we feel like it's going well, but you know, <laughs> yeah, we're behind closed doors. So yeah. what do people see? Yeah. What's the vision of the future? So when you think about where this is going to go, give us your big vision. Ooh, what could it be? You know, we, we want to be everywhere. We want to be the craft cocktail that you think of first and foremost. We know people, you know, as we already have kind of talked about, are much more conscious about what, what they're putting in their body and it's quality over quantity. And, um, you know, we are high end and we're premium and we, everything that we've seen and researched says things are continuing to go that way. We want to be that premier ready to drink cocktail that you're going to think of first, that you're going to reach for first and come back for, um, you know, and, and be everywhere. And we want to, do some good while we're at it. I mean, our one of our goals is to give back. As we grow, a portion of our sales is going to go towards improving, you know, different organizations within our community. And hopefully that grows outside the state of Indiana and beyond. Absolutely. But we want to be big. Yeah. We have um, some really fun new formats and some new flavors on the way. Um, we're working out just, you know, manufacturing and making sure that everything is, I mean, we take a lot of time to make sure like it took us a year and a half to develop the six flavors that we have. And part of that was just like not compromising on flavors and not compromising on quality quality and balance. And it, it's an, it's amazing how many people throw projects like this and they just go quickly and get it knocked out in a quick manner, but they don't do it in a way that's quality. They just want to put their names on a shelf. And like, there's some strategy behind like just a visual brand recognition. But then when you buy it, and you open it and it's not delicious, it's like, you're not going to buy it again, but you bought it that one time. We want people to continue to buy multiple bottles and they are. And that's that was really like the curating and the time that it took. And so we do have new formats launching, but we also, you know, we were those people and, and correct us, like we're all in the similar boat, but we were those people that were like Malibu pineapple and vodka Red Bulls. And, you know, like those young, and that was like in our young twenties, but mm -hmm. like, we still want, like, there's so many people that walk into Ball and Biscuit and they're 21 at the, on their 21st birthday and they say, can I have a Sazerac? And I'm like, how do you know what a Sazerac is at 21 years old? Like, what the heck? And so because they're, because they're like, there were my kids that were watching me and my friends make craft cocktails. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, but, but we really want to focus on, you know, people that can spend a little more money on quality, um, but at the same time, like we don't want to block out, you know, the 20 somethings that are in college that don't have, you know, that big bank account where they are like, oh, I can buy this and keep it stocked to my fridge. No problem. They're the people that are buying, you know, PBR, the people that are buying, you know, Natty Ice or whatever it is. We still want them to have an accessible product where maybe this is their splurge. Yeah. Maybe this is their like treat for themselves. And um, with the new formatting, we're even trying to make it really accessible to like pool parties and like tailgates concerts and things yeah. like that so we're really excited for what's to come 
I love what you said about it's the quality of the product because we see this with celebrities sometimes, right? They're just using their celebrity to get somebody to buy something. And I've fallen into that before and you you buy it and you taste it and you're like, oh, hell no. I keep making movies, but I'm not drinking that. Um, and so I love that it was quality of the product first and then let's let's build a following because it's so damn good. That's good. Stuff. We have a line to Lizzo. Let us know. Yeah, we'd really like Lizzo to be our <laughs> our celebrity. <laughs> well, let's put it out there into the world. Why not? My goodness, we'll have you two and Lizzo back on the show to celebrate when that happens. Yeah, don't forget me when you're big and famous, and and make sure I still get I still get dibs on on this. <laughs> Becomes a spoke person for adult spring break. You're the first person we're calling yeah. because this is where it manifested. Yeah, you're part of this manifestation now. <laughs> I love that. One thing I just want to dig into a little bit more because it is so important to the audience that I serve with professionals is this idea that taking a break isn't selfish. And the fact that you put that on the label and that's like one of the first things you see on your website. What, when did that become part of the brand? Do you remember the conversation when that came up? The name Adult Spring Break actually comes from an annual trip that we take with two of our other best friends from high school every year. And we we go to Palm Springs um, and we really take that time of year for us to take a breather, to take a step back. For us, an adult spring break was that moment where we took a breath. But the thing is that like, we want people to know that taking a break doesn't have to just be an adult spring break or doesn't just have to be a vacation. Maybe you have a house full of children and you have a sip of ASB locked in your pantry. Or, you know, we all know as parents, like, you know, bathroom time is sacred in your bathtub or when the kids finally go down. And I mean, you know, at the end of a long day or at the end of just like having a moment, like sometimes having a sip of a cocktail that just makes your shoulders drop and forces you to kind of take a deep breath. And I'm not saying alcohol needs to be like your crutch or your staple, but like we, no. all, we all have cuddled up to a bottle of wine or the end of the week where we're looking forward to like, I know that I'm not a person that drinks a lot throughout the week and on the weekend, I tend to have, you know, like time with Casey or like we plan to have a dinner, but like we tend to have a cocktail or two beforehand. And so it's about you taking a break, no matter what that situation is, not just a spring break. So we really love that our entire, you know, phrase of taking a break isn't selfish, it's self-care. Like I'm a businesswoman, Casey's a businesswoman. We're all hustling and bustling. And so often we forget to take time for ourselves or we make excuses and say, we don't deserve that. And that's not the case. And on any level, it doesn't have to be drinking adult spring break, but take a break for yourself because it's not selfish. And we shouldn't be adolescents and be in high school or junior high or middle school in order to take a spring break for ourselves. Yeah, I think that's like kind of the play on words there is important because when you're young, the breaks are built in for you. They're part of your life, whether you like it or not, whether you stay home or you go somewhere fun, you have that break built in. As adults, you have to work twice as hard and do three times as much planning to carve out that time for yourself. And, you know, we hear it a million times, but it bears repeating, like you can't serve others best until you serve yourself first and take care of yourself first and your needs. So yeah, it doesn't mean you have to have a cocktail involved with that. But the idea is, you know, taking a break isn't selfish. It's self-care. And in fact, it is quite necessary that you have that time that is sacred to you, mm -hmm. whether it means you're going on a trip with your friends or you have the house to yourself for a night or you're reading a book in the morning before the house is awake and alive, you know, 
Everyone has their version of that. It's the number one thing that I work with with my clients. So in my book, I have a framework, what it takes to thrive. And just above food, what nutrition, hydration is stillness. We have to have our brain needs us to just be still and take that break. And without it, our nervous system just stays so jacked up that we can't be creative. We don't really have loving relationships. It, it's critical to our well-being. So I love the message. I love that that's a part of your brand. Super important. Yeah, I mean, if we never shut things off. We're, our phones are constantly on us. We're constantly checking our emails. I mean, you. I mean, do you remember when it was just landlines and back in the day, it was like if you couldn't get a hold of somebody, like you waited <laughs> until it was an appropriate time to call or email. Like that doesn't happen anymore. And we feel so guilty all the time for not getting to someone in like a couple hour fashion. But but when did that when did that become the norm and why? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that we are doing our part with your message and my message to start to flip that script back to it's not even an option if you want to live a great life. Like it's a requirement. And I think the taking an actual spring break, go on vacation with your girlfriends or with a bunch of friends and leave the kids behind, leave the job behind and go have fun is another message that we need to be just shouting from the rooftops. Because think of how many times when you all were on that adult spring break, that cool ideas came to mind for your business or for your relationships when you just made the space to go back to being you and and being fun. It's it's so important. We always leave there feeling like recharged, you know. Mm -hmm. One of the friends we go with is a nurse. Her job is incredibly stressful. Kendall's oh. job is obviously her jobs are incredibly <laughs> stressful. Then our other friend is an interior designer. He has his own business with his business partner. And we that's time that we've carved out that we are truly just connecting with each other. How are you? What else is going in in your on in your life? Like, what are you wanting to get out of this year? We have like those deep conversations that you just can't really achieve for whatever reason for the rest of the year. So it is it is incredibly important. And again, like whatever version of that you have, you got to have something that gives you that recharge. Human connection on that trip is so important for mm -hmm. us. And it's it's really funny because I think like the people in our lives that are either professional people or like our personal you know family they all know how important this trip is for us every year. And it's like, go, when are you going on? Yeah. Like, when are you taking that time? Because it, you're right. It does change our mindset and we do have brilliant ideas. And, and I will say that there's a little bit of like childhood regression and not in like an irresponsible way, but in a way where it's like, we watch stupid movies yeah. and put on space. Yes. And like we let loose a little bit, you know, to work closer to 40 and yeah. play beer pong in the garage. Yeah, like, like who does that anymore? But it, yeah. it we definitely have a bit of regression and, and put on old music we listened to in high school and crank it up and not to be like super nostalgic or like live in those like in the past, but it's fun to just kind of forget that you have all these responsibilities for a couple of days. One of the exercises I do with my clients is to find out what 14 year old them was doing for fun. Because oh, that's that. that's a clue to who they are. 14 years old is when you first start making more a, autonomous decisions. You don't have to go to the grocery store with mom and dad. You can pick your own music. You're like, you're just kind of making your own decisions for the first time. 
And it's a real clue to the things that you love, not what somebody expected you to do. And oftentimes it'll come up like dancing or music or something like that. And my next question is, are you dancing now? Are you painting now? Are you reading those kinds of books now? And, And the number of times that I'll just see their face go, why aren't I doing that. And many of them go back and take dance classes or or sign up for an art class or start to do some of those things again. And it's amazing the impact that it has on their well-being just to revisit the joy of who they really are. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that exercise. That's a really amazing mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Okay. So we have a date that when Lizzo joins, you're coming back. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to just blow this brand up like nobody's business and tell all of our friends about it. And I honestly, y'all, delicious. And I am bougie and picky and my friends know that about me. So I have zero hesitation with just loading up and taking these bottles anywhere I go to share with my friends and make sure everybody knows about adult spring break. This is good shit, y'all. Thank you. That means a lot to us. We really appreciate that. We're so glad you like it. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for, Thanks having, for us. having us. I'm not coming down. I never left it on the ground. I'm not coming down. I want to go higher, higher, higher Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And then go to wethrive.live. First thing you'll see is a place to drop your email and join the movement. I'll send you tools that you can use to thrive in life and business. I'm not coming down. Hey y'all, fun fact. If you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land. <laughs>